had a big IPO season during the coronavirus pandemic. Question is, what comes next now that we've got some giants out of the way? Joseph Osha is going to walk us through a few of the private companies that you might have missed. He's a managing director of equity and an equity research analyst at JMP Securities. Joseph, you've got a, a couple really interesting reports out tracking uh, some of the most interesting private plays in the market right now uh, that you call the efficient 50. What do you mean by that? Uh, hi, and good morning. Thanks for having me. What I mean by that is I'm interested in companies that make things work better. Uh, and that can be power generation, that can be transportation, it can be logistics, anything. I think when we think about environmental impact and, 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 and having less of an impact on the environment, we need to think about more than just solar and electric vehicles. And, and so that's why I call it the efficiency. Okay, so these are companies that seem like they're in the secular growth trends, right? The ones that in the public markets have yeah, been yeah. getting extremely frothy. Is that happening in the private markets as well? Are their valuations moving in sync with what we see for some of the other EV, solar, space plays? Well, it's, it's harder to observe, but I, I can tell you that we're seeing companies raise some pretty fancy amounts of money. Probably the most uh, visible one has been Rivian, which is still private, but which has raised literally you know, billions of dollars. And I, I'm seeing other companies that are relatively early uh, in, in life cycles, not, you know, not with, with not much revenue at this point, now raising you know, sort of you know, $100 million plus rounds. So certainly if one looks at the amount of money flowing into the sector, it, it would suggest that the valuations are, are, are going up, yes. So what are the companies here that are the standouts to you? Are these companies that are now uh, on the verge of going public? Are they still going to, uh, are they better off staying private for a long time? I mean, we had all the talk and run up into Airbnb and DoorDash. What are the next ones on the radar here from your perspective? Sure. Well, I mentioned Rivian. I think that one has been widely discussed. And, and I think at some point you'll, you'll see them hit public markets. Mm -hmm. um, since literally we put the report together and then right then uh, Proterra, uh, which is an electric bus maker, did announce they're going out via SPAC transaction. And there's been a lot of conversation around Lucid. So some of the, the EV makers, uh, I, I think we're seeing. Uh, one of the areas that, that I'd like to see more progress on is, is long duration storage. Uh, that's a big deal. So um, although it's early, uh, I think you could see a business like Form Energy, for example, uh, attract a lot of investor attention. And then there's some really neat businesses in integrating all of the images and data that, that are being gathered, helping things run better. So I look at companies like Planet, for example, mm. or, or Spire. Those are exciting companies. So they're honestly, we, we could see a lot more of what we've seen, to be honest. Now, right now, the revenue and the way you track uh, the growth of these companies, uh, how quickly is it moving? We've got a graphic here that looks at to, uh, some of the components of the fundamentals here. I mean, obviously hard to characterize mm -hmm. them all from a holistic perspective, but I imagine these are stocks, that, uh, or sorry, these are companies that did quite well during the uh, coronavirus period that we're in right now, it seems like it. Yeah, uh, there certainly hasn't been any cessation of business activity or fundraising for, for most of these businesses. And, and some of them, uh, if you think about uh, you know, vehicle automation, commercial vehicle automation, for example, are businesses that, that would benefit from, from what we've seen. So uh, if you look at those $100 million plus companies, again, some of the EV companies, there's a very exciting company called Uplight. Uh, which helps utilities engage customers and, and helps them drive better use of, of energy. So I mean, honestly, I, I can think of a whole slew of businesses that, that frankly benefited from, from the past year. Mm. 
Joseph, the idea here that these companies are benefiting, does that mean that the leadership is going to want to uh, come to the market at a time where uh, there's been a lot of excitement here? Is there a window uh, that uh, might start to narrow if life starts to return to normal? Um, I mean, are these companies just win-wins no matter what the scenario? Because right now in the public market, there is uh, just a lot of specific attention on companies where growth boomed during the crisis, not just survival, it boomed, and therefore yeah. we should think that yeah. things might slow down a little bit. Well, there's certainly an element of, of pandemic to this, but if you would ask me what the window is for the efficient 50 in terms of public markets, I'd say the next 10 years, uh, because a lot of what's driving this, and I'll say, for example, I, I live in the Bay Area, the skies turned orange, last year it was unbelievable you know those problems are not going to go away when the pandemic goes away rising co2 levels are not going to go away and we just voted an administration into the the white house that i think is very focused on this so i i don't see this window closing for efficiency oriented companies at, at all to be honest okay so we've seen the SPACs playing a big role. Is that going to continue? Is this the style? Uh, it seems to be working, obviously, yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. And obviously, you know, that that type of transaction has a mixed reputation. But for my sector, remember, you know, these are not software companies. These are, in a lot of cases, companies, you know, making things, making batteries, making EVs, you know, putting charging stations out there, more capital-intensive businesses. And right now, it does seem like the, the, the SPAC approach is better suited to those companies that, that need to capitalize themselves when they don't necessarily have a lot of revenue at the beginning. So I don't know, but uh, I certainly don't see any sign based on the people that I talk to that, that the enthusiasm for, for this type of transaction is going away, to be honest. Hey, Joseph, one particular thing, uh, SoftBank has been a big player in a lot of these uh, yeah. uh, growth companies and uh, the private and public markets and uh, the idea that maybe some of their business is going to be going public as well through an investment vehicle. Is that going to be a way for investors to kind of get a, a proxy exposure to the private portfolio? Uh, I, I couldn't comment on, on SoftBank per se, but but you brought up something interesting that, that I do want to mention, and that is there's an enormous wave of interest on the investor side in making sure that they're providing adequate exposure to ESG companies, and that stands for environmental and, and social governance. We're, we're seeing all kinds of people make sure that they're deploying capital correctly there. So maybe SoftBank, maybe not, but I think you're gonna see more and more ways, you know, as a, an individual, as a pension fund, to invest in a way that is, you know, that observes good ESG practices, absolutely. Okay, Joseph, good to catch up. Thanks for coming back to us. Likewise, thank you. Appreciate it. Joseph Osh is the Managing Director and Equity Research Analyst at JMP Securities. A little foray into the private markets.